I'm Victoria Doherty, and welcome to the cold. Cold is the way revenge is best served, the way a war was fought, and the way a story should be told. And I welcome you into the Storyteller's Church, where we just mull over all things story. We pick them apart, we turn them upside down, and, and we really try to understand, make better, internalize the stories we read, the stories we tell, the stories we love. And, well, <laughs> sort of in that vein, I, I want to talk about the pursuit of excellence this week. Um, we did talk a little bit about New Year's resolutions last week. But um, I want to continue a little bit in that vein. And, you know, while I'm not one of those people who thinks anything actually changes between 11.59 p.m. on December 31st and, you know, roughly 12.01 a.m. on January 1st, assuming those people even exist, I definitely believe that the ways in which we mark time impact how we experience its passage. I mean, every new year, I'm made painfully aware of the fact that I'm at war with time. And yes, we did talk about that a little bit last week. I fight for more of it, to do more with it, to slow it down, to speed it up, to use it more wisely a big fan of resolutions, it is sobering for me to look back and realize that nearly all of my bold intentions for New Year's past are somehow related to time. Take this year. My New Year's resolution for 2023 revolves around the pursuit of excellence. And I got the idea on Twitter of all places. A tweet thread from a Tom Cruise enthusiast detailed the superstar actor's obsession with getting things just so. It made my heart and mind burst in a firework of inspiration and showed me all of the ways in which I've fallen short in my own pursuit, not accomplished what I want in a timely manner. Here's the thread. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, 2015. Crews clung to the door of a military plane that hit 260 miles per hour and flew over a thousand feet in the air. He wore a body harness that was roped to an aluminum plate in the plane. And you can actually see the rope in the raw footage, which obviously you can't see in this podcast, but it's there. Look it up. Cruz says he was scared shitless, and uh, for me, scared shitless does not even begin. Mission Impossible Fallout in 2018. These will be out of order, but this was the order of the thread. Cruz did a halo parachute jump. That's a high altitude, low open parachute jump out of a C-17 military transport plane. And this is a 25,000 foot jump. 
Absurdly, Cruz did it over a hundred times on a semi-broken ankle and had to get it within, oh God, exactly three feet of a parachuting cameraman to get the shot. Mission Impossible 2. This was in the year 2000. This was some time ago. In this first Mission Impossible sequel, Cruz climbed a 2,000-foot-tall Utah cliff with only a safety rope. This guy really likes extreme climbs. And director John Woo brought an expert climber to do the stunts, but Cruz did it all, including an insane 15-foot gap jump between two cliffs. This man is a total savage. A few good men. 1992. Cruz went up against one of the greatest actors ever. Certainly one of the most famous, Jack Nicholson. After an intense courtroom scene, he worked up the balls to ask Nicholson if he ordered the code red. Apparently, he improvised. And artistically, that might be his craziest stunt ever. Mission Impossible Fallout 2018. Cruz piloted a helicopter solo at low altitudes while doing insane stunts, including a 360-degree downward spiral, all while controlling the camera. And to prep, he had to put in some 500 hours of helicopter training over a one-month period. And the last tweet was in this thread was about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2, which is the next one coming out in July 2023, a few months. And the studio just released this featurette of Cruz's motorbike cliff jump, which he did in, oh God, I think he did like six times and six takes for the scene. And Cruz is legit running out of wild stunts to do. You've got to look up um, the featurette for Dead Reckoning and watch him do this jump. It is just outrageous and to think this man is 60 years old with a combination of awe and exasperation I look at people like Cruz and some of my writer's friends who are just killing it at my own past self for heaven's sake and think why aren't I doing more better faster And if I'm to be honest with myself, there is a thrill to this kind of self-flagellation and it's not unlike chasing the dragon. It's a cycle well recognized by the drinker, the gambler, the player, even the pathological liar. You try, you fall, you get back up, you take on even more, you fall again, you get back up. That dragon you're riding looks back at you and whispers, what you want is just around the corner. Can't you see it? All you need is one more whiskey and you'll be a fascinating guest. One more roll of the dice and you'll be a millionaire. One more beautiful woman and you'll be worthy and loved. One more lie and you'll finally be seen as the person you want to be. Or in my case, 
one more possible world. One more story, and you'll be a real writer. To a proponent of self-care, any such cycle is deemed unhealthy, self-defeating, and ultimately destructive and damaging to one's psyche. I mean, we should be slowing down, accepting our imperfections and failures, even embracing them. Maybe. The problem is, I just can't accept that. Despite bruised knees and a bruised ego, the punishing self-criticism that plays as background music to my every thought, I believe in my heart of hearts that the pursuit of excellence is a noble exercise. Especially when we're able to separate the pursuit from the actual outcome, when we recognize the holiness inherent in doing our best with what we've been given. The sanctity of using who we are and what we do not only to better ourselves, but hopefully add something of value to someone else's life. That might seem a little too spiritual for some, but I think it's right and true And it's further evidenced by another example of excellence that I want to offer, internalize, spread like a virus. Tom Cruise's cinema god antics make me want to high-five the stranger next to me, for sure. His inspiration by example is a hearty kick in my ass on my best days and a kick in the head on my worst. I salute the man. But the following effort by the writer Kurt Vonnegut is downright divine in the purest, most virtuous sense. In 2016, a group of students from Xavier High School, I believe in New York, wrote to their favorite authors, asking them to visit and offer some inspiration the legendary Kurt Vonnegut was the only one to respond. And here's what he had to say. Dear Xavier High School and Ms. Lockwood and Mr. Perrin, McFeely, Batten, Maurer, and Conguista, I thank you for your friendly letters. You sure know how to cheer up a really old geezer, 84, in his sunset years. I don't make public appearances anymore because I know that I now resemble nothing so much as an iguana. What I had to say to you, moreover, would not take long to wit. Practice any art, music, singing, dancing, acting, drawing, painting, sculpting, poetry, fiction, essays, reportage, no matter how well or badly, not to get money or fame, but to experience becoming, to find out what's inside you, to make your soul grow. Seriously, I mean starting right now, 
do art and do it for the rest of your lives. Draw a funny face or a nice picture of Miss Lockwood and give it to her. Dance home after school and sing in the shower and on and on. Make a face in your mashed potatoes. Pretend you're Count Dracula. And here's an assignment for tonight. And I hope Ms. Lockwood will flunk you if you don't do it. Write a six-line poem about anything but rhymed. No fair tennis without a net. Make it as good as you possibly can, but don't tell anyone what you're doing. Don't show it or recite it to anybody, not even your girlfriend or your parents or whatever or Mrs. Lockwood, okay? Then tear it up into teeny-weeny pieces and discard them into widely separated trash receptacles. You will find that you have already been gloriously rewarded for your poem. You have experienced becoming, learning a lot more about what's inside you, and you have made your soul grow. God bless you all. Kurt Vonnegut When I reread the above Twitter thread and the letter to the Xavier High School students, I understand why I will never join the self-care specialists. The thing about people like Tom Cruise and Kurt Vonnegut is that their joy is infectious. They find genuine meaning in their relentless pursuit, though I'm sure it has vexed them at times. Cruz will do his own stunts, will work the camera, will give his all. Vonnegut will take the time with gusto to impart his wisdom to a small high school class that can do nothing with him or for him. He gives them words to live by. And instead of whispering like that shifty dragon, he shouts, jump in that pile of leaves, do the flip off the diving board, write the novel, sing the song, bake the cake. What are you waiting for? He's a reminder that shooting for the stars can get us to the top of a mountain after all. And that's nothing to sneeze at. And that time doesn't have to be a war. It can be a jubilee of passions. A process of revelation that may have its own end in mind. And my cold, cold friends, I wish you your own pursuit of excellence this year. It is a great and noble thing. And I do look forward to the next time when we're together. And I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. But whatever it is, 
It'll be excellent. Stay cold, my friends. Thank you.